to the detriment of their self-esteem. Oh, absolutely. And also family relations. You can have women with self-esteem. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Not in a Disney movie. Unless they're Hillary Duff. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of In Hindsight. We're your hosts, Andrea, Brittany, and Jasmine. We review movies and TV shows from our childhood to see if they still hold up, because sometimes things aren't quite the way you remember them. This is season three of In Hindsight. Yay! This was a rough, I think, six months for season two. I'm excited that that's over, but have lost all hope for any future episodes. How do you guys feel about starting season three? I think we have made it out of the desert yeah. of 2000 and 2001. Yes. We have crawled out of the abyss. We can now see the light. So I'm excited about these new crop of movies. Not overly excited because I don't want to let myself down again, but I think it'll be good. Okay. Well, I'm glad you guys are excited. <laughs> In this week's episode, we're discussing Double Teamed. It aired on January 18th, 2002, and is based on the life stories of professional identical twin basketball players, Heather and Heidi Berg. Before we get started, please don't forget to follow us on Instagram at in underscore hindsight underscore pod and on Twitter at in underscore hindsight pod. Please feel free to subscribe, share with friends, and leave a review. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are published. If you want us to dissect one of your favorite childhood films, let us know on our socials or email us at inhindsightpod at gmail.com. Before we get into the pop culture segment, do we have any quick thoughts about anything you want to share? No, no quick thoughts. Let's just get into the, let's get our head in the game. So for our first pop culture segment for season three, we've got a lot to unpack here. Uh, and it's riveting inspirational film so first of all of course like andrea said this movie is based on heather and heidi burge who are uh twin uh in wnba players first of all i did not know the history of the wnba so of course i went down a rabbit hole but i didn't realize that we were five when it was founded like for some reason yeah thought it was like late 80s for some reason but it was founded in 1996 our first game was in 97 that was in love and basketball at the end of love and basketball i know but they didn't talk about it being founded i just thought it started earlier no there was it was that game she was in was supposed to be like the first WNBN nba game blah 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 okay well i had mm, it's yeah that shows how long it's been since i watched that i did not clearly (laughs) Pay attention. Once Danielle Jones started playing, I said, okay, girl, it's over. Um, so yeah, so Heather Burge was so after they, you know, the events of this movie, they went to UBA together. Uh Heather Burge and maybe Heidi too, um, were on the Olympic team. I know Heather won the gold and she played for the Sacramento Monarchs for one year, and then she played overseas and retired in 2001. Um, she became a Spanish teacher, and apparently she appeared in Joanna Man. And then Heidi Birch, her sister, uh, she played for the L.A. Sparks and the Washington Mystics. She also played overseas and it looks like she retired in 2000. Both of them had to retire because of injuries. 
So, you know, but apparently they never played with or against one another. So, womp, womp, womp. But they still, I think, coach youth basketball. Um, as far as the movie itself, um, we'll get into it, but the casting is interesting. So, this movie is directed by Dwayne Dunham, who we know from Halloween Town and the 13th Year, Andrea's favorite movie that we've watched so far. Um, he also is responsible for Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back, Twin Peaks, and Homeward Bound. So again, you know, wide range, wide range. Um, this movie stars Poppy Monroe as Heather Birch. Uh, you may have seen her in a JCPenney's catalog back in the day. Um, but after her modeling career, she's also appeared on CSI Miami and a couple of Terminator 3 video games. And then Annie uh, McElwain uh, played Heidi. She was also on CSI Miami. She was on Saved by the Bell New Class and a uh, Singular commercial in 2007. So if y'all remember Singular, okay? You wow. <laughs> that unlocked a whole memory. memory. <laughs> Singular. Girl. That was the jam back in the day. But I listened to a podcast the other day. They had both of them on, I think it's called Back to the Best podcast. I'll link in the show notes. But they had a little mini reunion and kind of talked about the film and what they've been up to and all that. So, you know, it was it was cute. Um, the Teal Redmond, who plays Nikki Williams, who I don't know if she was based on a real person or just, you know, a plot device. But she was on Gilmore Girls. And I was like, I know I know her face from somewhere. Now, I can't remember where yes. she came in. She was, okay. uh, she was, uh, was she Francine? Maybe. She I didn't write down. Friend, um, one of the rich friends, one of Paris's friends when uh, Roy went to Chilton. Okay, okay. Uh, so that was probably her main role. And then she also was on CSI, the regular one, not Miami. And then also Dumb and Dumberer, which I would never watch. Um, the Daddy... We're going to talk about uh, played by Nick Searcy was is best known for Justified, which is a show on FX, uh, The Ugly Truth with old girl um, Heigl, whatever her name, uh, The Shape of Water and then Fried Green Tomatoes. Uh, the person who played Nikki's dad, who on IMDb, it literally just says Nikki's dad. This man didn't even have a name. So he was real absent. Um, apparently he was on. I don't know if either one of y'all ever watched Mama's Family. Uh, but he played a character named Bubba Higgins. Um, the <laughs> the basketball coach, um, Joey Miyashima, he was on PB's Playhouse, um, Karate Kid Part 2, and he was the principal in High School Musical 1 and 3. So there's that. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know I know that face. Same. Okay. Yeah, so we'll be seeing him. Um, Mary, well, not Mary Burge, but Mackenzie Phillips plays Mary Burge. I love her. Um, she's an actress and a singer, um, known for American Graffiti, One Day at a Time, um, Orange is the New Black, and my fave, uh, So Weird, which I really need to get into on Disney+. Plus. Um, and if y'all are familiar with a group, um, the Mamas and the Papas, she is the daughter of, uh, John Phillips, who was one of the main singers in that group. Um, she has had a life, but anyway. Uh, Chris Olivero plays the senior, I guess, basketball player, Galen. Galen. He was a call XY. And then finally, uh, Tammy Rice, who played the volleyball coach, I guess, at the beginning of the movie. Um, she's a coach for the University of Rhode Island. Um, she's also been in Sister, Sister, Joanna Man, and Love and Basketball. Uh, she was chosen in the first round of the first ever WNBA draft. 
And then she was also their uh, the Burge twins teammate when they were at UVA. So that's her. And there was there was a black uh, coach, I believe, somewhere in the movie. I can't remember the. There was a black woman, but I think there was, there also was a black, yeah. black man, right? The one screaming at the end. Man, but I remember the black woman at the okay. end. Okay, okay, because they were Don Ray Sampson. They were saying that he was in this movie somewhere and I cannot remember, but shout out to you as a strong black lead. And they didn't put the woman in the IMDb. So I don't know who she is, but shout out to you, ma'am. If you happen to be listening, you did great. You did great. So back to you, Andrew. Wait, can I say, I didn't realize that they were not twins until now. That until they watching weren't twins? twins? Until oh, watching the actress yesterday. I didn't realize the actresses weren't twins because mm-hmm. I, they look so much alike. Oh, I feel the opposite. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, I had no idea they were supposed to be twins until they kept saying it. <laughs> I think at eleven, I did. I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." But now, yeah, yeah, I, I don't remember what I felt at eleven. Well, I I didn't like this movie at eleven. So. <laughs> I thought it was cool. But I anyway. thought it was okay. Right? Yeah, I thought it was okay. I didn't have any problems with it. I just don't. I wasn't like pumped to watch it or anything. And this was before I started my basketball career. That was short-lived. <laughs> Inspiration! Okay, so the movie opens with Heather Burge trying to pull, put put Is it Burge or Burge? I was saying I thought Burge. it was Burge. Okay. Burge. Anyway, Heather is trying to put a hole in her floor during her morning workout. Anyone want to explain to me what was happening <laughs> there? Could she not go outside for a jog? Like, I just didn't understand. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like know. a nice I just, neighborhood. <laughs> I just knew I would not have been able to do all that jumping and running in the morning in any house that I grew up in. Not at all. I like their um their outfit, the little leotard romper thing. I thought it was cute. You know, they had they did some camera work. They started off outside and they pulled back. <laughs> to, re- to reveal the bedroom, I said, okay, artistic direction. But yeah, I, I couldn't do it, especially with everything shaking. And the mom was frazzled. I'm like, you need a stress helmet. Go to Xenon's mama because she got you. And then they were yelling back and forth while she's asking, no, can't do it. Yeah. Um, but I, I did think it did a good job in 30 seconds showing us which twin was which. This is the intense twin, this is the goofy twin. And they were they were running around and, and jumping and bouncing a lot. And they're they're you know big. They're supposed to be tall. And I was like, how old are they supposed to be? And then I looked it up. It was like they're starting high school. Got it. Got it. Got it. Girl, Ooh, they look they like were, they were but, twenty. They were I giving thirty five. They were twenty. <laughs> At least one of them that I was able to look up and find her age. She was twenty when this film started. That makes more sense. Yeah, they, they neither one of them looked. They looked grown, and they were supposed to be in eighth grade. And I couldn't. The, it threw off the whole movie afterwards because of that fact. But I mean, that's, I mean, that they were that tall when they were in eighth grade, right? So they would have been that big and probably hard to tell that they were 13 at the time. So, but I had the same thing. I said, now wait a minute. Now, see, y'all, Disney has pulled some stunts, okay, with these main characters. But I said, now look, you telling me they're 14, they're 13 or 14 years old. 
and look like they have lived a few lives. So, okay, <laughs> that's fine. But like, but yeah, they were in college. But when I tell you it was so hard to find their age, I said, good for y'all. Y'all have scrubbed the internet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. It was, <laughs> right? That's why I only found one, one of the pair's age. I couldn't find anything on the other woman. And even on the podcast, they were like, how old were y'all? Um, well, you know, we were, we were young. I said, <laughs> <laughs> I said, I know that's right, girl. You keep that under wraps. Okay. But also the, the other thing that I, and in real life, they, these twins were six, five. So, and they had the world record, I think until another yeah, pair of twins, but I, I don't know. Four. Now I'm like, how tall were they? But anyway, that's neither here nor there. The other thing was, I was like, okay, this is supposed to be 1985. I don't remember it being a uh, period drama. I just remember do it a being... good job of showing it was the 80s. The only reason I figured it out was the 80s because on the first day of school, she had that off the shoulder sweater. And I was like, oh, that's the 80s. That's the 80s. Now, I saw the numbers go up every time, you know, when they were like 1980 such and such. And it just completely went out of my mind because I feel like the opening song felt very late 90s, early 2000. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So in my head, we were already in like the 90s. And I never could get the exactly. 80 connection after that. I wrote very, a very Legally Blonde opening song. That's what it sounded like. It sounded like mm-hmm. Legally Blonde was opening. <laughs> On this oh. perfect day, <laughs> nothing standing in my way. Yes. Isn't that Hoku? Yes. Shout out yes. to you, girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Girl, let's see you at concert, girl. Radio <laughs> Disney concert. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I can't wait till we get to Legally Blonde. Anyway, back to the movie hand, but yeah, I, it looked like a costume party, 80s, like, you know, <laughs> in like middle school, and they're like, oh, we're going to do 80s now, like, that's what, so I was like, okay, girl, it's fine. Otherwise, yeah, it could have been at any point, so I don't know, but I think, Brittany, to your point about the twin thing, I'm trying to remember when I first watched this, could I tell them apart, and it did take me a moment, like, at the beginning, but then I was like, oh, okay, I see it. And I think they did a good job making them dif- different enough that I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's old girl. So I think they did a good job in that, I could say. that, And it makes more sense if they're supposed to be in eighth grade. Because I'm like, why are they arguing over clothing mm-hmm. if they're yeah, like seniors exactly. in high school? Because by exactly. that point, <laughs> usually... Um, they would have stopped dressing alike and they would have probably gone into like, no, I'm an, my own person, so I'm going to wear my own clothes. Um, right. so I was like, why are they arguing about this if they're seniors in high school? And I had to look it up and I said, oh, they're supposed to be 13. Yeah. <laughs> well. And then we have another uh, sports-obsessed like coach dad. Like motocross. I got thoughts about this dad, man. Who didn't he, he didn't even know what was going on until he just somebody just happened to tell him. He said, Oh Exactly. Okay. So girl so Right. So how okay. is it that important for you? You didn't even know the answers to any of these questions. So the <laughs> man at the game told you that they need to prepare for scouts and the school they need to go to. And didn't he say something like, Heidi is the one who gives me a headache? I wrote that down. I wrote that down, too, because I said, girl, that's not it. Now, see, we're starting off on the wrong foot right away. Five minutes in, I said, nope, you go over there with the motocross daddy Mm -hmm. and Brink's daddy. It's the motocross dad's second cousin. Because (laughs) at least the motocross dad was, like, aware of what he was doing. You know what I mean? Like, this dad was just fumbling around, knocking into stuff. (laughs) 
and like maybe like oh this is cool this let's do this now this will get this will get us into college no plans just <laughs> nothing <laughs> but, but that particular quote got on my nerves because uh, first of all man who i feel like i've seen his face before the guy who told him about the the scouts and stuff i feel like he's been in other stuff i just can't I place him. Couldn't tell you who he was. Um, showed me. <laughs> but like, how you gonna ask this man how you tell them apart? First of all, he's their father. Okay, <laughs> so so he should be able to tell them apart. He's their parent. Okay. Second of all, what what is with these parents being rude about their own children? Like, that's not funny. That's not a cute little joke. Like, if I heard my daddy say that on the side, I'd mm-hmm. be offended. Exactly. Like. So I, I don't know why they thought that that was a cute little little joke. But I said, okay, keep playing around, sir. Ooh, mm-hmm. And he and does it, keep playing it, around. He continues yeah. to play around. <laughs> so I'm like, so he has jokes, but he don't know nothing about talent scouts. But you out here with volleyball. <laughs> okay, girl. Okay. I don't know. Right. But that's not really I really couldn't stand him. Like he's going on the list of one of the worst dads for me. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. I think I think Jasmine had it right. You said motocross dad. I would put him second and then Brink's dad. But you know, Brink's dad. Brink's dad at least tried. <laughs> at the he end. had a heart to heart. There was no trying for these other dads. He had a he had a reason. It was unhealthy and inappropriate. He shouldn't have been taking out all those feelings on his son. Right. But he had more of a reason than this dad, who just woke up one day and said, "Oh, <laughs> right. They should get a scholarship. We need to move in two weeks to a completely different school." <laughs> and I'm I'm just like I'm tired of these. Movies where these parents make these decisions and they don't talk to their kids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about it and then just yes. expect it to all go well. Mm-hmm. Don't and apologize. No repercussion. Nothing. No nothing. Not at all. And then people will be complaining when, you know, parents are the antagonists of these films. Yes. For the other reasons. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. why, why are you not saying that? Yeah, that whole scene really just got on my nerves like I, it's like okay i know it works out in the end but then i was mad because i'm like no this whole movie is going to justify his actions because they did go to the WNBA, and then they're gonna be like oh it's just exactly, exactly. It's like no i thought not... about michael jackson for some reason in in this hmm. and and like me like and obviously because we know how Michael Jackson grew up and it's kind of the mm-hmm. same thing. It's like, well, if he didn't have the childhood he had, he wouldn't be Michael Jackson. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's then we don't need Michael Jackson. <laughs> right. Like I'm glad we had him, but I would rather someone not be abused. <laughs> right, than, right. To, like than for my own entertainment. <laughs> exactly. Like at what cost? Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think I might wrote that somewhere in here. At what cost? I just. I don't know. And let me just back to the um, age thing. I see I have a note here all in caps. So after the practice or whatever, I said, once we start high school now, who who in this house is starting high school? <laughs> now, wait a minute. And that's are you trying to tell me that they're 14 years old? <laughs> Y'all, I just really couldn't get over it for the first 15 minutes. But um, I never I never got over it the whole entire movie. I could never get over it. <laughs> I screamed when they said that. I said, "What? High school?" <laughs> but they were There's, tall. They would have been. They would have looked older at the time. But there are like tall. There are tall teenagers. Okay, because I have seen yeah. them. Not tall twenty-year-olds. You, you have a different look. <laughs> There's like young, tall, young looking tall people, and then there's like adults. <laughs> <laughs> they. 
That's what I was like. They, I don't know. They look like the you know kids in college that you know buy beer for the high school kids. Like y'all look too old to be like around everybody. It's like in Xenon when she was or Xenon two when she was running around. The six year old was, ta- was taunting her. It's like how? Like what is going on here? So oh, it was yeah. just too much of a contrast. I or think. Brink, where they had those old people, elder people at the skating. <laughs> like, not the elders. <laughs> like, old, it, it just came out. Um, I think, and I think because they cast younger looking people, whether or not they were older or not, but you know, you could be 20. I mean, like I was 20 and I looked super young. Um, I still look super young. So you could be 20 and look a lot younger. But they looked but, like. Yeah, but they, they cast. Partying all these younger people around them throughout the but whole that, movie but that was which on made it more too though that was a deliberate thing i mean to show yeah, how but... they stood out in in their environment because they were because they said there was a, even a point where there was a little kid who looked like he was six but he was probably 14 because that's what 14 year olds look like sometimes and that probably yeah. that contrast probably looked like that especially back then because you know anything that was different was was just absurd it just, I mean, it it just made sense. it a little less believable for me. I mean, yeah. not that the plot was, you know, that thick to begin with. But <laughs> it just made it less believable when I'm looking, especially because I paused the movie to look up their ages in the beginning. So it was the, yeah. the illusion was ruined for me. Yeah, that was the only part. It's like you could be tall, but it was, it's the maturity in the face for me that was like, okay. So yeah, because I get the contrast. Like I think that makes sense, and I think they oh, they wore wedges in their shoes and all. And I, rem- no, I remember that stuff. them saying that when they were making the movie. So I mean, it made sense, but yeah, I, I said now, <laughs> Disney, you get me to believe a lot of things. Okay, the elephants can fly, and there's magical fairies, but you want me to believe that these two girls now that is suspension of disbelief. But okay, um. So the father, their whole thing, because it's not even that he's raggedy already, but as they were leaving from, I guess they were after practice, they were riding on the beach and wherever they were, um, this whole conversation between them is like, okay, they've already cultivated this competition between you and who know, you know, the level to which they've each internalized you know, whatever is going on in terms of how the dad sees them or, uh, you know, looking at or seeing their identity as their uh, ability to play sports and who's first and second best. Because I was mm-hmm. like, Heather, you being real mean right now. Like, you know, again, don't have siblings near my age, right? But so Andrea is our resident sibling <laughs> here. Um, but it just seemed to, ha- to have an edge on it that I didn't, it wasn't like, oh, we're just playfully joking it seemed like oh i'm for real like you're always be second best so girl <laughs> just get to it so that was interesting to me yeah i didn't i didn't catch any of that that seemed normal to me <laughs> i feel like me and my brother <laughs> had had conversations like that before <laughs> oh, i just wanted i just blame everything on the father here yeah uh, I just, he didn't, didn't have a different because i had a brother and he was a couple years younger so nobody was put, pitting us against each other like we weren't competing so that's different than having someone a twin and a dad like that whose goals don't make any sense. And you're competing in every, like everything. Everything. Compared, everything. Every single thing you're being compared. Mm-hmm. And they kept bringing up how, was it Heidi was the, like the fun. So yeah. They mm-hmm. kept bringing up how she was not as good as Heather. And then Heather kept saying one second best, always second best. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, Heather, like at some point, I think you should maybe retire this phrase. <laughs> 
but they're still only 14. So at some point she will retire the phrase, but to be fair, Heather did last in basketball longer than Heidi. So. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Heidi ain't want to do it in the first place. Well, but she kept doing it. But I, and I think the idea at the end of the, well, skipping ahead is that she enjoyed it at some point, but I don't fully believe that either. Mm-mm. There's I a theme right here. Now. And I know, okay, I'm only bringing this up because we also watch Cadet Kelly, but there's just a theme. We'll have to bring it up in the recap of parents making decisions, yep. children finding out that the terrible decision actually was a great thing, and then it justifies, like, you mm-hmm. guys. Mm-hmm. That, that's a cut. It's, it's already two movies. The first <laughs> right. <laughs> Season three. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And Johnny Tsunami's daddy can go right on over to the conference, the rehabilitation center, because y'all have a lot to uh, unpack and get together. Okay, so, like, the conversation that they had, you know, they're minding their own business. They had a nice day at the beach. Then you come home and your daddy's like, well, guess what? Y'all are going to play this other sport. You're leaving. We're moving, all this stuff. And maybe I missed it. Did he even mention it? Well, I guess he did mention it to... um, to his wife like right before but it seemed like they really didn't have a chance to talk about it for real no they before, didn't before he it. just shrunk because i was like did he tell her but i guess he had mentioned it before they rolled up i couldn't remember he told the mom about the scouts and that they needed to be in a big school mm-hmm. but then it cut right to him saying i enrolled okay. you in the big school so okay. see divorce <laughs> <laughs> these wives are way too supportive <laughs> Really, you would not be jerking my kids around like that. (laughs) Well, see, there's an element too of like you have to wonder with this family, with the motocross family. I mean, with that family, I think we talked about the dad. It seemed like he was controlling in a way that scared the mom or something. Mm -hmm. But we don't really get to see Jason on me too. We don't really get to see the other parent step in and say, "Hey, like you need to chill." And this is the impact you're going to have until it might happen once at the end of the movie mm-hmm. at the, like the crisis point. But before that, it doesn't. And so it just seems like, OK, so you're kind of going along with this also. You know, he he made this decision that was ridiculous, but you're also going along with it. It just seems like you're both complicit. Somebody needs to have some kind of conversation to change to change no. this. He just did what he wanted, and all she did was 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 what is it? Fallout management. She just she just picked up the pieces after he was done Girl. bulldozing through stuff. And that's what I wrote. I mean, later on in the movie, but I was like, the emotional labor that this woman has had it's to do ridiculous. this whole movie is it's ridiculous. Mess. Like, I'm I refuse. I'm not could never be after. <laughs> and even in that conversation, like she was just sitting there. Like there was one point she was going to say something. He just like kept yep. going. I said, mm, I don't, I don't like this. This is terrible. I just, I don't know. Um, and one thing that I did find interesting, bef- I think before they came home and they were, ta- the parents were talking and they were saying that, you know, we made a conscious choice to be around more and make less money. And then I was just thinking about like, wow, like what a luxury it is to like be able to make a choice like that, to be mm-hmm. like. In that, in the house too. Their house was nice. It was nice. <laughs> and I said, "Now where y'all live at?" Because mm-hmm. I would have been, I don't know, PO'd. I don't even know if that even gets to it. Like we have this nice house, and now you want me to move to um, the Motel Six? Like we're not doing that. Like I would have been done. Okay, uh, I'm. You can go. 
they can stay with you on the weekend, whatever, go to school, but we're keeping it. Like I, I just couldn't have done it. I couldn't have done it. I would not have gone along with that choice. We would have had to have a long conversation about all of that. But then also it got me thinking like, and Brittany just bring up motocross and whatnot. A second ago, it's like we, the fact that like we have this situation and hopefully I articulate this correctly. We have the situation where we have these parents who are putting all their hopes and dreams on these kids because we live in a society where like you have to, I don't know, only certain people get certain types of opportunities and we're going to sacrifice everything so that you can maybe get a sports contract and maybe become like successful in this arena or whatever. And it's just like, I just started thinking about the way in which like our the circumstances really create these uh this desperation almost yeah. or like willingness to sac to just be like okay all our savings we're moving like we're no matter like Brittany you said to, at what cost like just because like we have a chance at maybe you becoming a sports star and it's very unhealthy and I don't I don't know how to really dig into that but it just got that conversation just got me thinking about about that whole thing so I think and I think similar to that it's interesting because I feel like the dad's excuse was scholarships for college. Didn't he say something like, mm-hmm, and we yeah. quit that job. How are they going to afford college? And it's like, okay, it, you're concerned about them affording college, so you're going to uproot them and move them to a school. Move your entire house in two weeks. Like, who's paying for that? Mm-hmm. So this it just felt like such a flimsy excuse. Like, if you're that worried about college for them, and they're in eighth grade, like, perhaps there are other things, other steps maybe you could have taken before you quit your fancy job and maybe you should expand the view of like, there's other scholarships that the kids might be able to get if they can do anything besides sports. Or no, but they're tall. They're tall, <laughs> so but they're tall. So they, they have to do sports. <laughs> they play basketball. But well, also you go back just... to work. Great. Like, cause I mean, it doesn't seem like you're doing that great. I know that's harsh. I just, Oh, I don't care. girl. <laughs> Read it. No, no, that's yeah. <laughs> that's appropriate. But like, you know, if you're going to do all that, you might as well just go back to work. Let them stay at school. No, it's easier to jerk your family around. Um, we pull up to the new big high school. Mm-hmm. Heidi's super depressed right before, but as soon as she gets in there, she's all happy and bouncing around. Yes. <laughs> the way Heidi bounced around, Maybe that's it took me out. It's like, I know that you're supposed to be young, but... <laughs> well, see, that's what we're saying. <laughs> Just also, okay, so we, we get their differences in like how they approach situation. Because Heather was like, but I want to do everything together. And Heidi was like, girl, I'm gone. Okay. Um, which is fair. But also just the previous conversation in the way that Heather defends their father and Heidi, like is always like running and le- like just their differences and how they um, react to the situation at hand. And like, you have this one child who is a defender of one parent who seems to have this, I don't hmm. I don't know if reverence is the right word, but she's, I mean, she seems to have a closer relationship with her father. I don't know. I just, I was trying to like get to the, the inner. No, she doesn't have a close relationship. She spent her whole life trying to impress her father and Heidi that's wasn't. It. That's, that's it. That's yeah. all it is. That's it. Right, right, right. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. So I don't know. That just is interesting. I, I'm like, I'm interested in this story. I don't care about the, <laughs> the basketball part. But anyway, just wanted to um, bring that up. And he said, I think she's fine. He doesn't care. He doesn't care if he's fine or not. It's get irrelevant. Out of, get out of this house. He doesn't house. even know. He's like, get out of this house. <laughs> so anyway. But yeah, that school was nice. Now they said that's a public school. I said, okay. California, wherever they were. That Palos was nice. Ver- 
Palos. Oh yeah, Palos Verde. Cause yeah, I kept saying it for the basketball team. Mm-hmm. The sea sharks. Well, I'm like, which is like, what is that? Or the sea, the sea bass. I don't know what they were. It's not the sea bass. <laughs> <laughs> they were something. I was like, how'd you get that mascot? I don't know. I'm I'm just upset because there's just so much expectation on Heather to do everything, and then there's mm-hmm. expectation on Heidi to be like Heather, and it's just like neither one of them can breathe. And mm-hmm. and I'm, I know I'm skipping towards the end of this, but I really wanted her to do her drama thing. I was excited for her. She made a friend who didn't look, she didn't look as out of place being friends with her, at least um, with the drama girl. And then for the dad to be like, no, you're going to play basketball. There was a line that I think she said in this one when they were at the dinner table, when she was like, well, I'll be at the Oscars thanking everyone but you and then who will be sorry. Mm-hmm. And everybody laughs, but to me, I was like, no, I feel like she that meant that. Funny. Like, y'all should have slowed down and took a second because <laughs> right. she really meant that. She is not going to thank you at all, and that's how she feels about you, and you were laughing it off, but... I was no. surprised they laughed at that because had it been my house... Oh. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt the energy from that. I said, ooh. I yeah, cringed. I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> right. If nothing happened. See? Mm-mm. I did want to see the play... Even though they were saying, like, you're an awesome actress. And I said, well, was it after the audition? Because, but also, I know Marvin was messing it up with his. <laughs> oh, can we talk about that? The the uh, the whole comment of, like, oh, this is weird. Explain that to me. I didn't understand what was happening. I think, uh, I think it was because they had Marvin playing a character that was usually played by a girl. And he was wearing mm-hmm. heels. I think that whole thing they were saying, like, oh, this is weird. I'm like, okay, it's 2002, but wow, look at these subtle things thrown into these movies. Not so subtle. But no, Brittany, it's 85. 85, right. (laughs) The year the Golden Girl started, just in case you were curious. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, Yeah, I I was just like, I mean, he... (laughs) He did make me chuckle, though. He he was real struggling with those lines. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, that, I didn't really appreciate. Like that was unnecessary. They could have just shown her auditioning. Yeah. So right. I don't know exactly. But I was confused because um, we did not sign up for class on the first day of school. Like that happened months ago, so it was just kind of interesting that they were going yeah. around signing up. So if I said, okay, girl, I don't know what y'all be doing there. Because the people who make the schedules need months. Right. <laughs> Uh, and that was a big day going to get your class schedule. But anyway, um, the kids were mad rude, but of course they are because kids are cruel. Um, I like I remember Zoe. I was like, OK, I remember her from watching this the first time. I liked her hair, um, liked her glasses, you know, her look. I was like, of course, this is a stereotypical drama kid <laughs> with this with a scarf. Um, Just in so... case you, were, you didn't know who, where she belonged. <laughs> exactly. So but it was interesting that, you know, they took uh, them out the private school. Um, to go to this large public school that had more resources. So that was interesting. Um, and that poor little friend who she said goodbye to, like Never she was moving away. Never I saw her I completely again. forgot about her. She said, girl, bye. I thought she was going to run after the car at one point. She was just standing there. I said, girl, please, you'll be okay. I forgot about her. <laughs> I didn't even remember her till just now. Girl, you never looked back. Right, right. She never said that very good. I don't know. Nikki, of course she was troubled. Um, <laughs> every time someone has an attitude, you know, they've got a deep backstory. It's just like, okay, I don't know. But she was giving me, I'm going to murder you all if you come in here and play basketball well. But okay. 
Um, right. And, she was like, this is my team. Uh, just remember that. I was like, what are you going to do if I'm better than you? What are, what are you literally going to do? Right. <laughs> I can stomp on you. Exactly. Man. You are half my size, madam. Calm all of that down. And, and I was like, well, how are you going to be so defensive over a team that's not even doing well? Thank you. <laughs> that's what I was just going to say. It's like that. But she's the best on that team that's not doing well. <laughs> Yeah, the boy is Susie Q, who was also like, this is my team. It's like, y'all don't win anything, so what are you proud of? Like, I don't, I mean, they get into it later, but even still, it's like, girl, you are not that great and you have a bad attitude, so <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, the fact that the coach, well, he did he say hello? I think he said, are you okay first? So I was like, all right. Yeah. But then immediately after, how tall are you? And mm. he's like, thank you, God. I said, okay. <laughs> the coach, coach had me laughing a lot of times in... He was very frustrated. <laughs> he he read people down. I said, yes, I'm here for it. Um, was this the part where, yeah, this is the part where the dad was like, hey, how do you should be more like your sister or something? I wrote something about the competition that the dad is perpetuating, but I guess that was at dinner. Yeah, I think that was yeah. what Brittany was talking about that night. So I just, why? Why? Like, how do you think that's helpful I to don't, constantly compare siblings? But I don't think... It's not about them. It's about him. So, and if they're constantly, you know, in competition, then they're always going to be one-upping each other. And they're always, so someone's always going to try to be the best at something. And that's, that's why. To the detriment of their self-esteem. Oh, absolutely. And also family relationships. You can't have women with (laughs) self-esteem. Oh my God. (laughs) Not in a Disney movie. Unless they're Hilary Duff. So when he told... The dad told Heidi that I signed you up for the basketball team. And was and she was like, what about the play? And he was like, he basically told her, you're not doing that. <laughs> you're doing the basketball team. I was, I, I don't know why I was shocked, but I was shocked. Like, I was like, oh, I did that when I was watching the movie. I was like, he really, he really made her play. Because for some reason, I thought this was going to be a volleyball movie, even though I knew it was a basketball movie. But in my mind, <laughs> they were going to be playing volleyball later. So it, it didn't it didn't occur to me that at some point Heidi had to sit, play start playing basketball. So uh-huh. when he did it, I was like, "Are you serious? Like you just talked to the coach? Like I wasn't even in the room and you guys made a decision without me? Do you know I would never ever go to practice? The fact that Heidi went to practice at all was was remarkable to me. Remarkable. I would have sat over in the corner. I would have well, never gone. I would I would have still gone kept going to drama class. I'm I'm at school. He wouldn't have known the wouldn't have known the difference. Well, yes, because first of all, I didn't realize that was Heidi for a good five minutes. Like when they had that, uh, when she came back from the beach or whatever, I thought that was Heather at first <laughs> because first I forgot what outfit she had on. And then, because all, all of a sudden Heidi is good at basketball too. It's like, so they just both had natural talent, but it wasn't, like, it's fine. she wasn't good at it. Well, the, the way they framed, I'm not, I don't care. I wasn't looking at her form, but like, you know, just shot after shot after shot. Like they're establishing, like they just both have this natural ability. So right. that's why I, I thought it was Heather because Heather had already shown at practice that she was you know, fairly mm-hmm. good at basketball. So I'm thinking the whole time it's Heather. Then she turned around. I said, oh, Lord, okay, let me get back in the story. So then when he told her, I'm like, y'all just had this nice moment where you're not comparing her to her sister, that y'all are having a good time. Y'all are bonding over some sport. And then you turn around and further damage the relationship you have with this child. Like, 
I don't understand. And then the fact that even after her and Heather had that conversation at school, like, yeah, girl, you know, good for you, da-da-da, glad you're going on a boat, that she would turn around and be like, you put him up to this. Like, okay, now, she got on my nerves with that. I'm not going to lie. Like, I understand she was mad, but it's like, what, what made you think that your sister would turn around and like, I understand her being initially mad at her, but like she kept going with the narrative, like through the movie. And I said, girl, but you can't blame your dad. You have to put that anger somewhere. You can't put it on him. I mean, I would have, but I can't, <laughs> I get it. It was just, it was just like, girl, please. Well, my anger is like a, like a fountain. It just flows. Not everything. a fountain. <laughs> flows. More like. Okay. I did like her dramatic um, exit into the the room with them beads hanging with the out. beads i just like oh what beads I, I, remember, I had those and the, yeah tangled, I, tangled every day <laughs> yeah. i, I never beads. had those that was a little too much uh stimulation for me but now i'm like oh do i need beads for my room parenting is bad <laughs> that just bothered me this, this i didn't parenting though this i is... didn't remember any of this in this movie obviously but mm-hmm. me either i just remember there was some basketball me too. I remember yeah. basketball and that they had to wear lifts in their shoes to make them look taller than they were. And that that's all I remembered about this movie. Pretty much it. Yeah. I was so upset. I was like, wow. She's in a whole play and you just decided she wasn't mm-hmm. gonna do this again. Which is also is so disrespectful to her and then to everybody who's in the play. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Like, she committed to a role, and now she's going to have to play basketball, which she didn't even want to play. It doesn't seem like she really wants to play volleyball either. Mm-mm. And you got her out here. I was just, I was upset. And I was like, this dad is trash. That's all. Bumbling trash. <laughs> I can't stand, I cannot stand the incompetent father. I'm not going to go off again because I feel like I already did this speech in season two, but I just cannot stand the incompetent father trope. Like y'all, come on, come on. I know it serves a purpose, and I see it, and I get it, but it's aggravating. Whether it's but, eighty-five or two thousand two, girl, I'm but not also being annoyed. This dad and the motocross dad are real dads. Like I know these men I exist. Know. <laughs> so, I know. Well, I mean, he actually is a real dad. So that, yeah. like, but, <laughs> but. <laughs> But I mean, these aren't. This isn't like a far-fetched fictional right. idea. This is right. this is a real person. So, in, in that one category, they're like, we're gonna sh- reflect reality and everything else. They're like, <laughs> right. and here and right. some magical <laughs> theory thinking around the storyline. Oh my gosh, it's exhausting. I felt so bad for the mom the whole movie. Me That's too. All I could think Me about. too. You're, tra- you're trapped in this loveless marriage with this man with these bean sandwiches. Oh, don't talk to me about those sandwiches. That Sorry, was divorce right there. The first day he got there. <laughs> that was divorce. I'm Sorry, not. I'm not click on the divorce button, but that bead sandwich was divorce. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I know I get way, way, way ahead with that. But um, Heather's first day on the team, I was like, of course she'd be amazing her first day because you know she's amazing at everything, I suppose. Um, but then Nikki brought up Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I said, no, leave him, leave Kareem out of this. He don't have nothing to do with this mess. And then I'm just like, the insecurity is just like reeking, just oozing. They're also 14, um, so I, we're all again, bundles of insecurity. That was the other thing. I was like, okay, girl. Technically, they're remember. 20. I was like, remember, they're in, they're in high school. They're in high school. Okay, got it. But I kept taking me in and out. Um, 
And then I have a note here that said, what in the babysitter's club is Heidi wearing? Oh, that was at the uh, audition. So that little skirt. And- <laughs> yeah, just- yeah, the skirt with the, the sweater thing. Oh, I, can't, I can't right now. Um, the party, her line. What? <sighs> I get it. But also, I don't know. I've just never been compelled. Like, I, I don't know. What do y'all think? Because Heidi was getting on my nerves like a tad bit here and there in this movie. But, you know, I, I also understood, you know, obviously wanting to fit in and not wanting to, like, you know, be an outcast and, you know, new school and all that stuff. But it's like... Her lies didn't make any sense. It's like everyone's dad dropped him off. What are you talking? You're 14. Why right. couldn't your dad have dropped you off? Why did you have to lie about that? That didn't make any sense. And then when she started lying about the address, my Google, my my 2022 brain was like, well, she can Google that. She's no, right. she, but also it was 1985. Okay, so she can, this lie can actually stand for a couple of days. <laughs> I think, I mean, I understood it as like being in a school where everybody's super rich. You're in a mansion. So I get it. I think, I think it feels a little less unrealistic seeing like the way that they lived in the beginning, which doesn't mean that they, you know, had money, but they, we're able to afford a mortgage. So I think the level of obviously she's not rich, rich, but it wasn't drastic enough for me to like yeah. mm-hmm. feel that bad for her. But I really don't think the lie was that big of a deal. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like they were kind of pressuring the way that she, and then she's with the mean girl. Like, of course she's going to try to, I guess, try to fit in with the mean girl, but it's just like, but they were, were so they upset about it her? later. Well, I think she, she volunteered that information. Yeah, she started it. But I think that Nikki would have made fun of her. I mean, she would have made fun of her regardless, but I think right. she also would have included <laughs> she would have included like their living situation if she knew about it. So I feel like she was right. trying trying to fit in that way. I mean, I get it. I think they got so upset about it. I was like, it's really not that big of a deal, guys. Like they were so upset they about the lie. They well, who was, who was upset about to. the lie? And later in the movie, I the think team. the team was mad that they lied to her, like that she lied. And it's like, it's not that big of a deal, y'all. It's not. <laughs> but also, it's like, y'all knew it was a lie when she was saying it. So what is, what y'all, yeah, so like, said, <laughs> what did she say? What was the name it, that she said? And then the one that the other girl came up with? 1984 Seaside Drive. Yeah. Someone on somebody's jacket. I said, like, girl. The first one was like, side, it was something that didn't sound like a street. Mm-hmm. It was on the guy's jacket, 1984 yeah. something. So like yeah. Letterman, it was something. Was yeah. Like, okay, Grand girl. series. <laughs> if you gonna lie, no lie. Like, <laughs> but yeah, the whole thing, like, there was no, like, Andre, you said, there's no need for her to say she had a driver because she she started the whole line of questioning. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you have a driver, cool. Like, so did it, like, okay, you could just say like, oh, I got dropped off down the street, like something, whatever. But the fact that, you know, they're having this whole thing, uh, this party, this like eighth grade, well, I guess freshman now, freshman party with uh, lights and a red carpet. And I said, okay, y'all, go off, I guess. Because at first I was like, is this prom? (laughs) Like, what is (laughs) happening? Then I was like, no, they just got there. This is this girl's party. Okay, cool. And then it was a whole thing. She, when she was like, oh, I can't believe your dad, you know, your parents let you have whatever, you know, parties here. And she Nikki, I don't know, maybe it's because the way she acted it, but she was like, oh, well, um, you know, my uncle's here. I don't know. Something about that was real sketch to me. So then I thought it was going to be a whole other story. I don't know what I thought it was going to happen, but it it just, it was kind of weird to me. But yeah, it they watching were... her lie was cringy. 
It was. It was. I didn't. I didn't. Like, and I think I wrote that down. I think I wrote Jasmine had sex, secondhand, secondhand embarrassment, and I have secondhand lying. I can't deal with it. Verifiable lies that will get you caught. In this particular lie that you're telling, gets you kicked out of school too. I was just. I was struggling during that scene. <laughs> Okay, I know, I'm just looking in order. So I guess this after they go to practice. Well, yeah, because Heidi's not there yet. And they see the little senior. And they're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Completely unnecessary. He looks about 38 even, to me. I said, you know, I'm good. Didn't need, I'm okay. didn't need the boy at all. <laughs> at <laughs> all. <laughs> it wasn't necessary at all for him to be here. But... Not at all movies always have like a the movies with high schoolers always have this like huge party scene and I was like that feels so unrealistic because I did not have that experience at all but in every single movie about a high school group of people there's some gigantic party at somebody's mansion I think that's realistic for a certain group of kids (laughs) yeah they they had them I just weren't allowed to go nor did I want to. <laughs> yeah, I had no <laughs> desire to go. My point. mom told me no, I can't. I used that excuse all the way up until I was 23. My mom said no, I can't go. So. Girl, you and me both. <laughs> the uh, I, I enjoy the Zoe's outfits over the course of the movie. I think I mentioned that already, but I made another note here. Uh, but when Heidi joined the team, them finding each other, I was embarrassed for them. <laughs> if y'all don't get it together, you would not have <laughs> you not have me looking like this out here. Like y'all, come on. I, it was it was too much for me. The poor coach is just like Heidi, Heather, Nikki, like get it together. <laughs> this poor man is just trying to get through the day. Um, but also, I was like, I don't really care about Nikki and her absent father. Like that's not why I'm here. But they just kind of threw that in there for I don't know. They had to give her drama to be evil. Had to, had, I appreciate it that they gave the villain a backstory. I you know I didn't I didn't have too many problems with that. I just didn't care. <laughs> They, but they had to have that big name. moment where they get caught and, you know, Nikki instigates all that. So so the intramural game, I was like, so people came out the house to watch them play against themselves. I had never, maybe, you know, I don't know <laughs> basketball. <laughs> but I was like, y'all spend gas money on this? Okay. Y'all, y'all got- <laughs> I didn't understand that either. Because they made a big deal about that scene too. And I was like, this isn't a real game. This is just the regular people I've been watching. <laughs> It is real strange, but I love when the coach said, girl, you're a ball hog with a sorry attitude. I said, oh, <laughs> I know that hurt. What you going to do? He was not he, afraid of these girls. He was not. Didn't he also say, lose the lip, Nikki? Because I wrote it down, underlined <laughs> it. So I feel like he must have said it somewhere around here. <laughs> now you underlined. He he was sped up. He, he was. was tired. He was sick so of losing. Tired. He couldn't do it anymore. I did like the camera work. They had a very dramatic zoom in to the scoreboard in and out. <laughs> they were about to lose. I like, like your you re- reenacting. Oh, yeah. I had, to, I had to show what, what it looked like. Um, but yeah. And then, I, do y'all, okay, please explain my note to me. I wrote a note like you can't even give. Oh, after the game, they were like, yay, Heather. And mm-hmm. the dad the dad gave Heather a hug and was like, and then he was like, oh, yeah, you too. Great game. I said, so you uh, can't give her a hug? <laughs> right. <laughs> it was so rude. Then I'm sitting here like, did they consult this on this movie? Like, I I didn't really get the sense that they were super involved. Like, I know the person who played Heather, she talked to Heather. But it didn't feel like they were both doing this together, like this movie together. So I'm wondering, like where the inspiration or where some of the source material really came from. 
I think they got they got that base that one sentence Heidi that second best thing was probably something they actually did and then they just ran with that and they just did whatever mm. they wanted with it. Okay, I I could see that because I was like, yikes! I was like, was the daddy really? Like, but like all reason? yeah, I don't know. Again, at this point, I already hated him, so I was not. I knew I knew that was going to happen. I knew Heather was going to win that game, and Heidi was going to be completely ignored, and the mom had to go and make sure that Heidi got her hug because the dad, the dad was completely oblivious. <laughs> this was a mess. It's just a mess. So yeah, I just. Yeah, I couldn't have put that out there. So I'm hoping I was uh, highly uh, dramatized, but I don't know. Oh, no, because right before, there's, this is when Nikki uh, goes to the principal's office for her little sweater tied mm-hmm. over. I can't stand it. Oh, and yeah. I, and I asked, are we on the East Coast? I thought this right. was California. Maybe I didn't, know, maybe I didn't understand. <laughs> her outfits eight. took me out. The side ponytail took me out. Heather, I don't know what kind of clog she had on. I was just really confused. But also, again, me being an introvert and having to stand in front of people and sit and smile, I was like, how long do they have to do this? <laughs> like, I would have exactly. been like, all right, bye. And Heather was just soaking it up. I said, oh, girl, foreshadowing. She was so excited. <laughs> and she was so happy. I guess, so the girl, dad said at the beginning, when he first talked, we were first started school he or the mom was like we only have two weeks and he was like ah it's fine they're not gonna check and i was like this man <laughs> how are you going to be controlling and irresponsible at the same time i just i cannot deal with this <laughs> exactly so, just so of incompetent. course we all knew this was gonna blow up in his face but but him begging the, the principal to like like give us a little bit more time or something and i just kept thinking that i don't want to do hate being this person but if this was black people <laughs> he exactly. would not be allowed to do this <laughs> we'd be gone Right. Instantly. No. Mm-hmm. no exceptions, no uh, forgiveness, no like extensions. I think it was ridiculous, though, to have two weeks be the time span. But that, that's the, those are the terms the dad accepted. It was ridiculous for him to accept those terms. The it was. Court, the, scores, the course of school is going to say, sure, you can do it if you can move in two weeks. Right. So that you don't do it. But the dad's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, whatever. He's, he's, he's really throwing a lot mm-hmm. on the hope that the girls are good enough to get recruited by a scout right. and then be able to play college basketball. He's he's pinning everything on this. His whole marriage. On, on a life. sport a sport that they fell into accidentally. Okay, because like, they've, they've been playing bas- uh, volleyball for years. But she they're tall. Up. You guys are forgetting. They were blessed with the height. And this must be used for profit. Oh my gosh. I just, I'm over it. Let's just just loud and wrong every five minutes i just don't know it's like oh there are coaches oh there's another school oh there's another sport that exists well let's do it let's just move forward like who cares who gets hurt who cares that we have to live in squalor who cares that we have to eat beans and and whatnot every day (laughs) but by gosh Y'all are going to be it. And the WNBA didn't even exist. So it's like, yeah, exactly. the college thing. But then what are they going to do? Exactly. After that. So I just. Well, you could argue that getting into college sets them up for a good life. Because yeah. that was actually a real a, a, a real thing back in the 80s. You go to college, you get a job. <laughs> so so there was some, some validity in that. Oh my gosh. It's just like at every turn, he's just making all these life altering decisions on a whim. 
like, oh yeah, uh, Bob told me this uh, at the water cooler today. So you know what? We're packing did, up our bags. That, did he even verify that scouts actually come to Palos, whatever the high school no, is? Did he I just, really just don't. Signed them up? <laughs> I really think he just transferred them. I just, it's a mess. I was upset. And they were sitting in a little station wagon and they're all sad. The mom is looking over it and done. Okay, oh, again, go back to the law firm. Okay, because I, at this point, I don't even want you to be here. You said <laughs> you said you you know you worked less so you could spend more time. Neither one of them want to spend time with you at this point. So you might as well just go back to work. <laughs> like so I don't understand. I don't understand. And then the dad, they were upset, and the dad was like, Can you just give me some support? Sir, you're the reason we're here. Exactly. Exactly. I, and yes. then he said, I'm sorry for pointing them in the right direction. Mm-mm. I'm sorry that I made the best decisions in this family. Sir. Sir. I, I would have been done. I'm sorry. When I pulled up to Redondo Springs or wherever they were, I said, you know it what? Was, it was Sandy sore because she said we're, we're moving into an infected wound. And I thought that was funny. <laughs> I said, you know what? Mm, that would have been the, the end. Let's just draw out the paperwork today. I, there's, I can't. I'm not going to continue. It's just confused and then Heidi and Heather had this little uh they go out to play basketball and they have a heart to heart or whatever and she's like yeah I realized that uh dad didn't put or you didn't put dad up to this blah blah it's like yeah girl I've been saying this for the last like 45 <laughs> minutes I don't know but then she was then the Heather said something and Heidi was like well I said I was sorry I said girl saying you're sorry doesn't mean the other person has to accept your apology exactly so you just sit there on the swing. You think about your actions, okay? But it was just, I'm like, they're gonna need, they're gonna need uh, to talk about this because just the damage that's been done already is really um, upsetting to me. Like that the dad has furthered with his uh, pipe dreams, his hoop dreams, so to speak. It's just like, I don't know how you can be that oblivious. But again, I, you know, there are a lot of different human experiences, and that's one I don't have. Of just being like, and, and again, I don't have kids either, right? So, I, okay, right? That's a layer I don't have and I don't, I don't fully understand. But, like, I just can't, I cannot fathom making those types of decisions. You especially when kids are 13. But you don't have kids, but you were a kid. And you remember what being 13 and 14 was. And, yeah, some of the things you wanted were dumb and you shouldn't have had them. So your parents saying no made sense. Mm -hmm. But your parents talking to you makes a big difference. It's a difference between you learning how to make critical decisions for yourself and not learning how to make critical decisions. Because if you never make – if your dad's making other choices for you – then you'll never learn how to make choices for yourself. And then all, and if you do make choices for yourself, you'll never know if they're good or bad. You're always going to be doing something potentially dangerous. So it's just, it's, it's, you don't have kids, but you have common sense and you have your experience enough to know how you would feel if you were in that situation. That's the word. Common sense. Mm. I just, but yeah, sorry, it wasn't Redondo. They, uh, Nikki called them the Redondo Hillbillies. And I said, okay, y'all. Now, if you want to get to scrapping, we can. Like, we're, <laughs> we're right here. But that was. Right. Nikki's, Nikki had a lot of lip for being as tiny as she was. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know. But yeah, them, them going to New York. I w when they were sitting there in practice, I was like, wow, I wish we knew, like, the other girls on the team. I know they didn't really matter here. 
but we only knew Madison. And then somebody's name is Tamika. I learned that later, uh, about oh. 10 minutes before the movie ended. But it's just like, they were just kind of there aggressively there was, chewing there was, gum. They were filling, <laughs> filling out the bleachers. They were oh. they were there because they needed five people on the court at all times. That was, <laughs> that was it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I do not miss playing basketball. That was not a good time. Oh, anyway. That's funny. Not at all, because I had a basketball hit me in the face. <laughs> and and uh, what was his name? Our gym classes. Mm-hmm. And it was not fun. Wait, Brittany, were you on the team, too? The basketball team? Yeah, I can't remember now. No, but I remember that. Oh, okay. I'm like, at this point, I don't remember. Yeah, it was short-lived. Playing basketball with glasses on, and you don't have the little, like, The little thing, thing, hooks to yeah. stay on. That, it's just, it's a poor... Awful. Awful. I can imagine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if we had gone, you know, we were going to go to New York, I would have tried a little bit harder. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. What were they What were they doing to raise money? Because they had one <laughs> scene with them, like, doing this weird tap dance outside. They and that was it. Though, yeah. The, they're, they're being twins out in the open, and people enjoy that. <laughs> out in the open. And then they were... <laughs> Then they were cleaning out boats. Oh, I missed the boat scene. I kind of drifted yeah. off. Um, this part of the movie was kind of slow. Around this part. And then I picked it back up when they went to New York. Right. So, they, uh, yeah, they are working. That's them cleaning up boats was how they were making money for New York. They were out um, on the streets. They were. and But in my... So, the... So there's a point where Heidi says, Dad, we need more money. Dad's not going to spot us $20. Yes. yes. <laughs> that was like, this man forced you to play on this basketball team. And now he's not giving you the money. And not, not even all of it. Just filling out no. the rest that you can't earn so that you can go to play the sport that he forced you to play. Heidi is such a better, he's, she's such a better human being than I am. Because <laughs> like, you know I would not be going to New York. I just wouldn't be going. You, you, no. I wanted to scream. I said $20. You can't spare $20? $20. Can't Go back it. to work. <laughs> it's like dad's not fronting us any more money. Are you kidding me? This is it's your like, dad. He should be fronting all of the money. This is exactly. his thing. Exactly. Or a basketball thing. For, you you're not going to New York for no reason. It's That's it's why I can't dream. I couldn't even root for them in New York because I was like, the dad is raggedy. I don't even care. I don't even want anybody to win. I yeah, want to be over. I wanted to crash in his face and be like, see, they're terrible. So now what? <laughs> now you yeah. realize for no reason. You have your, your children out here on the streets of California <laughs> tap dancing for cash. Because you won't <laughs> give them $20. <laughs> Look, when I tell you they showed that little scene of that street, I said, nah, see, it's like the fair and look of the Irish. It'd be some stuff going down. <laughs> After dark, and you got them out here looking like this, a fool. Mm-mm. He should be ashamed of he himself. He should be ashamed of himself. He should be ashamed of himself. Oh my <laughs> I'm done. And anyway, when they went to New York, I was wondering like how much the tickets were from the Cali to New York it back was in 1985. So probably so like, like fifty dollars. Like dang. Cause yeah, that airport, it 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 looked like 1985 myself, <laughs> but I <laughs> well, 2002, it probably hadn't been updated since 1985, right. so it's probably realistic. <laughs> oh, my God. And then they were in the, when they were playing, I said, is this the TV? But it seemed real dark Where in the gymnasium where they were playing. I was like, like is it, it's supposed to be festive? I know they had the little lights, but it was real dark in there. And I wasn't able like, to see. 
it looked like actual game footage, but it wasn't. But it looked like it. Like they were trying to make it look like that or something. Mm-hmm. Mm, that creative liberties. I don't. I don't know. Um. Oh, the woman at the ticket counter. See, people want to cough and hack, and they'd be like, "Oh, just allergies." <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. And watching that now, I said, "See." <laughs> I was so I was like, oh no, oh no, this is the future. They just predicted the future. <laughs> Here we are. They're like, yeah, girl, have fun in first class, old girl. I said, mm, what do you mean? She said, no, I'm cashing in this ticket. I said, I know that's right because you won't be getting me. But um, I don't know. I was sad that they lost the game because they were too busy cheering. I said, no, I don't know. That got on my nerves. Now that happened in, in Love and Basketball too, when she was celebrating. See, <laughs> see, and she had to learn. <laughs> I just, are we watching that movie? Sorry, that's not that sense. <laughs> I, I might have some things to say. Um, yeah, I don't know. Again, the dad is raggedy. I have a note here. That's probably every section. Uh, oh yeah. And, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I mean, this is the part with the, the bean sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they had to have a little heartwarming moment. So, okay, she's not really a villain. She has, she's sad because her daddy is never there and whatever. Oh, that's when they picked her up. Yeah. Wait, can we go back to this Capitol Theater? Because I was like, where are they? Oh, yeah. I looked it up. I was like, I ain't never seen nothing that looked like that. <laughs> so I looked it up and there was a Capitol Theater. But it closed down in 1968. Mm. And it kind of looked like that. But I was just like, where? This was be Times Square. They were on um, a lot in California. They were I, there. <laughs> I wish she could have gone to see the Nutcracker. I was sad. And like, what are the odds she would run into her friend from school, who's also in New York, from California, going to see the Nutcracker on that exact day? What are the odds? Well, if it's rich people, probably pretty high. They do things like that for Christmas. <laughs> As I just, I just feel like, wow, out of all the places in the world, you two ended up in the same place at the same time, halfway across the country, just and to not. show us another example of what she can't have because her raggedy dad. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to see the Nutcracker, and she couldn't even go see a play. She couldn't be involved in plays. But at least. They gave us some sort of revolu- re- revolution, resolution there, right? They didn't just completely drop the drama thing. They reminded us that Heidi wanted to do other things before this basketball mm-hmm. situation. So at least they brought it back up and they didn't just forget about it like the friend at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah. She disappeared right after they pulled off. She just it ceased to exist. Um, but yeah, oh. I wanted to see the nut. <laughs> I wanted to see the Nutcracker too, uh, or I would have like I would have been salty. Like I'm here with this basketball thing, <laughs> and this other stuff here. Like, I, and it seemed like I don't know. I wonder how long they were there. Like, were they only there that one day? Because they were like getting on the plane like right after. So I hope they at least got to like. Well, it sounded like a tournament. A days. It sounded like they were there for a couple of oh, days. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. Well, you know, good for them. Good for them. I cannot root for them. I just can't. I can't. I didn't want them to win. I didn't. Well, want I could. Win. I can root for Heather because Heather was doing what she wanted to do. But it was hard for me watch to watch Heidi playing and like mm-hmm. liking it. I didn't. That wasn't. That yeah. did make me uncomfortable. Mm. And being in her little shadow. Oh, what did y'all think? 
Oberdoom. I just, I think we, just because doesn't Nikki come home with them and they play basketball outside and that's when they realize oh. that the cute boy lives across the street. And I was just about to bring that up. A poor. Not a poor. <laughs> a poor. <laughs> he is also, what was his name? Gabe? Gavin? He was also doesn't, a poor. It doesn't matter. He lived in the little house across the street, which again, what are the odds? Yeah, that was weird. I thought they were going to go somewhere with that. He was like, yeah, I live here. And they said, okay. So see, Heidi, you're going to just not lie. That that whole scene, what do I have to say on that? It's like, I guess I appreciate them not making it into this weird thing. Like he was, he was coming to mansplaining basketball, but he really, it seemed like he did respect them as athletes. So I said, okay. He was mansplaining. I, I, he told he told yeah. Nikki she was a she was a a passer, and I was like, Nikki be hitting her shots. Like you can try she, to say what does. you want about Nikki, but she shoots she and she scores. So, <laughs> so I I don't. It was it was weird. And then I was like, is he like eighteen years old? Um, because I thought he was a senior. Because yes, because I, I was confused. So I it said like, they're fourteen, and it's one a.m. Like. Again, they didn't make it into like anything weird. So I said, okay, Disney, great. But when you really sit and think about it, it's like mm, it was okay. it was a moment. I did that, I did that too. Yeah, he was. But there were three of them and one of him. So it was Yeah. They could that's they could less cringy. It. It's not like it was three guys coming up on one girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and you know, Heather and Heidi, they stomp him out if they need to. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> But Heidi I said Heidi girl, please. Cringe again. Oh, here. <laughs> Sorry, you you want me to stand here? I said. <laughs> I know you're. She made me laugh though. So I, just, I was like, I mean, "That's clever. Go off, girl. <laughs> He's was, not that cute to me, yeah. <laughs> but go off." No, they they all thought he was so cute. Mm. The way that kitchen looked, I would have instantly been like, "Divorce." No, I, I would like to be a single mother now. Dis- divorce. I mean, I made I made it this far. I suffer through a lot, but these sandwiches, this is the end. <laughs> there was no reason for it to be covering the entire kitchen. I was so confused. It was disgusting. Disgusting. And they had the nerve to sit there and eat it on Christmas Day and pretend to like it for this man who does not deserve it. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. No. Huh. <sighs> I'm over it. Wait, it's one more game, right? Before the um Yeah, so it's the one where Heidi um went to gets the winning basket over Heather. Finally. Then she sprains her ankle after that. Yeah, because she's Cause that's, intensely that's upset. what I want to talk about. Okay, so real quick then I'll skip through this. Um, I was wondering like the black female coach, I said, Why why she gotta be so aggressive? Though? Yeah, me but, too. I said okay. the same thing. So mm-hmm. okay. And then here comes the raggedy daddy out the stands. Like, put in the money player. <laughs> the coach said, sir, if you don't take several seats and get back in the stands, please, sir. How are you I'm advocating against your own daughter? Right. How are you coming off the stands right. telling him to not play at your daughter? <laughs> Just please explain that to me. And, and what this knowledge do you have? Basketball game. Okay, so what knowledge do you have of this sport when you didn't even think about coaches or anything until somebody had to tell you at a game exactly he didn't know bad he didn't know basketball existed he had never heard of it before this movie (laughs) (laughs) sir (laughs) that was so just awful 
just awful. And then Heather, it's like, okay, so again, like I mentioned earlier, like this whole identity thing with her and achievement and basketball and being the best and all this, I said, mm, I I see you, I'm with you, I, I resonates with me, but girl, you've got to work on this moving forward. Cause the way she that she was mad, she was big mad. It's like, ma'am, you always have the spotlight. Let your sister get the winning thing. So like I understood and I thought she played it really well. Uh the Poppy or whatever her name is. I thought she played it really well. And again, the mom is just like, oh, here we go again. Like every week I have to pick up the pieces after something happens. And she just looks so tired. So I just. So when she sprains her ankle, one of the first things she says is dad's going to be really mad. And so it's the fact that she hurt her ankle and she's crying on the ground and worried about her dad's reaction is like, this is problematic. This is not good. And it was and, so bad. And, even the dad um, <laughs> had a moment where he was like, uh, this is not good. <laughs> the dad had a moment of awareness. All my, my future, my hopes and dreams, everything <laughs> I've ever wanted. Dash no. in a moment. There's like a fade out. Like the transition between the scene was a fade out on the dad. Not even like Heather and Heidi. It was just, folk, the camera was focused on him. It's like, girl. Again, it's not even about them. This is about you. But yeah, I think that was the center. moment where he realized that it's about him. Mm. But would do nothing to work or change. But he no, have nothing no awareness. To <laughs> <No>. <laughs> nothing to change any behavior, any patterns. Nothing to repair any any harm caused. No. He will continue all. to pat himself on the back for making the best decisions in the family. Mm-hmm. And didn't he say to her um, earlier, didn't he say to Heidi, oh, I got to tell you, I had my doubts, like, yes. earlier at the table or something. So it's like, he did say, he wow, said that? any chance you get. Like, yeah, he said like, that, you're the one who put me in the basketball with the with the doubts? I would have stopped my own daddy at that point. Like, sir, you are 5'7", and I'm 6'5". <laughs> like, we can get, we can go out in the driveway because you had enough. Oh, my Seven God. enough of your commentary. He's awful. Heidi needs, like, an award. She needs, I don't know what she needs. <laughs> the fact that she puts up with this and still performs well is beyond my comprehension. I cannot. I can't believe you said that. I, I, I'm fuming all over again. <laughs> all right. So the last game was, like, the last 20 minutes of the movie. Thoughts on our final scene? Okay, I know Disney loves to wrap something up in like two or three minutes and have, you know, an unrealistic ending. But this by far was one of the worst where she was on crutches with a sprained ankle. And I've sprained my ankle before. And then all of it, she's like, wait a minute, y'all. And she limps off. And then with like 10 seconds left on the clock, she runs out here. She joins the team. Magically, her ankle is healed. She does a little one-two step and throws the basket in it's just like what and the fact that the the play itself was all right everybody pass the ball to the player with the sprained ankle she's gonna either pass it or she's gonna shoot and then it's gonna be great come on now this 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 is asking me to stretch my disbelief and i i just said well i guess this is what we do for a happy ending we got it you mean you weren't inspired <laughs> i really don't know how her leg is not at all. Not at all. I said, this girl is, I'm just so upset that this 14-year-old girl is so, um, or feels like she must 
have validation and approval from her father so much so that she is willing to break, crush her ankle for this low stakes tournament freshman year of high school with actually no scouts. No scouts were present that we saw. No scouts were present that day. Scouts were there that day. That's why Heather was so upset. Oh, you know what? You're right. But like, I ain't seen him talking to him. I don't know. But it's like, okay, I'm a look. You know, that's fine. But like, I, it wasn't like in Love and Basketball where they were like actively recruiting. It was like, okay, girl, it's not worth you having what could be a life uh, altering injury so you won't ever be able to play again. I'd rather save up my ankle. But the fact that you felt like you had to do this so you could produce results for your raggedy old daddy, like, I don't know. That really turned me off and I I was upset. So again, I was wondering like, okay, how much input did they have and how much of this is fictionalized? Because if she actually did that, like I, there's a lot going on that needs to be unpacked there. I just, it wouldn't be me. Because she, she, uh, I won't say she limped off, but you know, she went off with her crutches and they're like, what's she doing? And I'm thinking to myself, I know she's not going to try to play. Like, I know she must have some other plan. She must be bringing in somebody, somebody I don't know, a plan B, um, an extra player we don't know about. I'm not sure what's happening. Gavin but then dressed, she, put it right. in a wig. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin, Marvin could have come in. I don't even know. But I'm like, are you serious? That was a lot. Now, uh, for some, when she was cheering with the crutches, that was sending me for some reason. Just... Because I'm like, you're going to re-break it just, you know, doing all the motions. But yeah, the fact that she came and broke her leg. Because how was she doing, like you said, Brittany, the little, I don't even know what Heidi was doing, the little relevant. She I said it, but I didn't, it was an 80s basketball reference. Yeah. It I, was... My brain stopped, so. <laughs> it was weird. Like the coach said, huh, we can have the girl with the injury go out and be a decoy. That's a great idea. Like, and the parents I'm, said, huh, what is Heather doing? Oh, she's going to play? Cool. The fact that the mom did, wasn't even upset. Like, if I saw my daughter out there looking a fool, I would have been out the stands in 0.5 seconds. Heather, Heather, I know you hear me. What are you doing? I would have snatched her up so fast. You think you're going to play out here? And they just are cheering. So now everybody's trash. <laughs> I just, that's so funny. I'm so <laughs> done. I know you hear me. That made me, I was over it. And honestly, I was surprised she didn't have the uniform under her clothes anyway. Me too. Yeah. I thought, because I would have. Because <laughs> I'd be responsible like that too. Because <laughs> oh, it wouldn't, you know, because you know how uh, people ha- used to have them rip off uh, clothes? Yeah. The, the buttons? I don't know if those have been invented yet. Oh, mm, that's a good point. Again, keep forgetting what it is. But yeah, I'm surprised she didn't do it with a flourish and just surprise. It's me. I'm here. I'm a secret weapon. Like <laughs> pulled out of to the basket. It's it's her again, but with her ankle fixed. <laughs> I feel like the problem too with everybody being so okay with her just jumping on this injured ankle is that when you when you put more pressure on an ankle that's already injured, you're just gonna make it worse. And then your other ankle is probably gonna overcompensate because I did this before. And I danced on my sprained ankle and I messed up. It was the right ankle that was sprained and I messed up the left ankle. So, so now you're making the recovery process longer, mm-hmm. but everyone's like, oh, yay, this is great. Give mm-hmm. her the ball. 
go ahead. Yep. Why? Why? I'm glad Nikki's daddy showed up, I guess. Um, even though I was They didn't confused. explain, yeah, why he was there or why he was with their dad. They explained any of that. So I was like, did the dad know that her father was absent and he went to find him? Like, what was that story? I, I Honestly, it didn't even matter. It was random but... and pointless. <laughs> pointless it, like Gavin was pointless. It, just, it didn't have to be there. I can't. But I, I was like, okay, Nikki finna show out. And then what did she do? She showed out. She was scoring 50 points. I said, yes, girl. And I could tell. I wasn't paying attention fully to all the basketball. Like, well, well, first of all, I was very into this last game. Okay. I was yelling and, and screaming like, girl, what are you doing? You need to do this. Okay. So I was into it. So I, I'll give it to you, director. You got me there. But I didn't notice as much like Heather and Heidi's body doubles. But if there's a point in this final game where Nikki is like booking it down the court. And I say, who is that grown woman? That's clearly <laughs> a stunt double. But that was the only time I was taken out of it. And it was like, okay, clearly that's not the person. But you know, they were um they were they were killing it. They were doing what, you know, they needed to be do what needed to be done. So I don't know. Yeah, they were they were they were good. I like that in scene. I didn't even realize it was twenty whole minutes until I um checked the time, but I thought it was pretty good. This is how I could watch sports in, in this kind of dramatic situation. <laughs> right. It was good. And see, that's why I don't understand. I mean, I know why, right? But like People need to really put some respect on the WNBA. Like they're playing the exact same sport. <laughs> they it's getting better now. It's not like it used to be. They're they're it's a lot better than it was. They're getting a lot more publicity than they used to. A I lot more so. awareness of the WNBA. They better because they be they be getting it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I just ugh. my dad <laughs> says that women tend to be technically like have the rules better than men. Because men just be running, running stuff and blah, you know, because mm-hmm. they can. Because but women are always told you gotta act like a lady, so they so, so, they tend to have the technical skills a little bit better, <laughs> which is why he enjoys watching women's basketball. But I don't even know if he does regularly. Okay, well, shout out to your dad. You should you should tell him to watch this. <laughs> yes, give us his review. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'll love that. Oh I thought Nikki's. Like, the way Heidi would run, she would run like this a lot, <laughs> which I didn't understand. Like a dinosaur. Okay. <laughs> exactly, like a dinosaur. And, but Nikki's, like, basketball mannerisms, I thought were pretty good. I guess you, they all had to practice basketball to play, mm-hmm. to play it on screen. But I thought Nikki was pretty good at handling the ball and, like, the... If, she, if, if I had found out she had played basketball when she was younger, I wouldn't have been surprised. Mm-hmm. But Heidi was the only one that sometimes she'd be running, and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, they they did talk about that on the um, the podcast episode. They were like, yeah, I mean, they trained us, but, you know, camera angles. I said, okay. <laughs> camera angles. So, yeah, they didn't really have to do too much. But, yeah, I I thought they did this really well. I mean, besides the, to Brittany's point, like, <laughs> the uh, final plot uh, and and um, plan to win this game was very questionable, uh, but the scene itself, I was very much into it. I was invested. Um, you know, this movie we didn't really get any training montages. Now that I think about it, which is interesting because I feel like no. that's usually part of any sports 
movie. There was no like, oh, we're just playing. It was like they're actively in the scene. We're not just kind of passively watching them. So I thought that was interesting. Um, and then, you know, there's like, there's talk of a pro league. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> look at that. Um, and then walking into this light, I was like, after the, after the, um, they were like, yeah, dad, um, you know, we hate that you made, you know, these decisions for us, but we're glad you did. I was like, no, <laughs> no, no, exactly. Exactly. Don't do that. Exactly. Don't justify that man's foolishness. So like, yeah, that made me mad too. I was, I was very upset. I was like, no. <laughs> and I knew it was going to happen. And I said, all right, whatever. Um, and then of course, you know, we had the flash forward and I said, okay, now I can believe y'all. Cause y'all are 20 something. <laughs> playing this game <laughs> and then Heather the way Heather was walking I said girl why I don't know it really took me out um it it was a mess but I was like I want to go to a game it looked fun they had confetti and pyrotechnics have you I never said, been to a basketball game not oh not one WNBA oh okay yeah <laughs> I just, they made it just seem so cheerful I said okay you know I mean you know I've been to a couple Bulls games you know it's it's cute Love the little song. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just specifically WNBA. I just, you know, want to go to one of those. But yeah, that was that was cute. It was, but, it, you know, that scene that the scene at the end was fictional because you just said at the beginning that they never played with or against mm-hmm. each other. So that was strictly for television. Yeah. But the end, Brittany, have, yeah. have any final thoughts? The daddy is raggedy. I'm going to co-sign your thoughts. They tried to give him a little redemption arc. Having him go get the other raggedy dad, but no, the birds of a feather, y'all can just go stick together mm-hmm. and be terrible parents together, and that's all. Which redemption arc was works? This one or the motocross dad? Did the motocross dad have a redemption arc? He had a redemption moment at the end. Did he apologize? Not really. <laughs> no. Okay. I don't no, think dad apologized either. I don't, I don't know. They might be on equal footing. And I also, I might want to say this one's worse because the whole movie was just proving his point. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, you're right. Cause at least in motocross dad, he was wrong. So he ended up being wrong. So you're right. Okay. I agree with you. Yes. I don't know. I just hope these two moms found each other. They're in support. They're like, girl, let's, let's go. Let's escape. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're still married. Dedicated wives. Ew. They were raised to be dedicated wives because the mom had that moment, too, where she said, I found something I like better being a mom. And that was what the other mom said in motocross. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. OK, so um, cringeworthy and feel good moments. Yeah, I mean, cringe. Yeah, it's a lot. The that the weirdness, of, you know, talking about, oh, that's weird with Marvin. Um, the dad in general. The dad in general, yeah. Everything. So. Um, Heidi lying at the party was, oh, yeah. was oh. a lot for me. I had to I had to pause and take a break. <laughs> oh, girl. I wouldn't even thought to do that, but okay. But yeah, those are kind of the main ones for me. Anything that made you feel. You said you liked the last game. You did say that. Oh, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> it wasn't inspirational. It was just like. You weren't oh, inspired? Yeah, these. There are these two girls who, you know, they played the game. That was cool. Um, yeah, this they could they had the opportunity to give me an '80s moment, and they did not, and that would have made me feel good because I like the '80s. Uh, but I don't really have any feel. I didn't hate this movie as much as I thought I was going to. 
Yeah, it wasn't as dry. Hate it. Yeah, I thought it was gonna. I thought it was gonna be boring, or there there would be a lot more things that made me uncomfortable. But I didn't have too many problems like that with this one. Mm-hmm. Same. I'll co-sign that. It wasn't as bad as I thought when I was a kid. <laughs> and I was like, this movie's so terrible and boring. I can that. see as a kid this not being. It wasn't super exciting for a kid's movie. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But for a life story of somebody, I thought it was pretty good. I can't think of a feel good moment at all. So this one just might not have one. I was happy when she tried out for the drama. Maybe it's not quite feel good though. So I'm just going to say zero feel good <laughs> moments for me. Okay, ratings. First rating of season three. How are we starting, guys? How do we, how do we start the season? Jasmine, I know you got some thoughts. No, not many for this. I mean, so I was like, okay, what's the halfway point? It's two, two and a half, but it wasn't that bad. So you know what? I'm gonna give it. Um, I'm gonna give it a two point eight three <laughs> because it wasn't like mid, super mid. It was just you know it was a standard sports movie, so there's nothing like particularly special about it. Um, but it was fine. Um, I wasn't completely bored. I actually had a fairly good time. Um, it's a generally enjoyable movie. Uh, I feel like, you know, there were some plot points that didn't make sense. It's kind of rushed in some parts. There's some weird transitions uh, in between sections, but overall, it was cool. I want to give it a 3.5, mostly because it was better than I thought when the, when the, the, the bar was boredom. So it was better than the boredom (laughs) I expected. But it's just kind of them being so old and looking grown really threw me out of the movie and just not being upset that we never saw the dad take responsibility for for what he did also was a little more upsetting as an adult than, I don't know, if as a kid, really paying attention to that part of the storyline. So I'm going to give it 3.5. Would I watch it again? No. Do I regret watching it? Also, no. So that's my rating. Okay. Um, I I thought about this a lot. I'm trying really hard not to be Jasmine because I kept going between three and a half and four. And I was like, I could do 3.85 because that's something Jasmine was saying. <laughs> I can't. But I'm going to, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick four. Yeah, that, that feels right. I didn't have too many problems with this movie. Like the movie itself, uh, the quality of the film now, you know, problems with the stuff in the film, yes, but the movie itself was was not bad. So I'm going to give four. Mm. I'm wondering now, you know, well, yeah, because I, re- I was really trying to be mathematically correct in the half, but what's really between zero and five is two and a half. And it was better than that. So, you know what? I'll give it a three. I'm going to give it a three. <laughs> And this will be my barometer for the rest of the season. All right. Because it's very okay. It's very okay. Yes, that's a very good way of describing it. It was very okay. I I will increase by 0.17. Okay. Cool. That wraps up this discussion of Double Teamed. Remember to check the show notes for all the links and emails and socials. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.